Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 116 of the Van Foodster podcast. In this week's episode, I do a feature on the Burger Bender at Match Public House and Eatery. I feature Oiso Korean Kitchen in East Van. I talk about taking a Korean fried chicken cooking class at Northwest Culinary Academy of Vancouver as part of their one-night series. I feature recently opened Zubu Ramen in downtown Vancouver. I talk about some upcoming food and wine festivals throughout North America. And lastly, I feature an interview with Miguel Postas Jr. of Union Latinos Foods. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as to visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. Let's get on with this week's episode. Burger Bender is back on at all the match public eateries across the country, actually across BC. They now have uh, many restaurant locations they've opened in the past little while throughout BC and Alberta, across as well as across the country. And they've this Burger Bender promotion it's on like usually every year in february and i just had a chance to um conquer it as i as you will and uh taste through all their seven burgers uh last year i did this it was a lot of fun it was six burgers and this year um it's seven burgers they brought back some of the favorites from last year and they have some new ones this year so i uh, visited their new delta location it's, it's a gorgeous spot it is just south of the uh tunnel everyone will know that as you're going through the tunnel um, so it's just uh, in Delta. It's part of the uh, Delta Marriott, Delta by Marriott Hotel uh, complex, casino complex uh, there, and uh, quite a large restaurant. And <clears throat> they've done a very good job. So Burger Bender, basically, they've got these feature burgers, and there are seven this time. And you can choose, you know, whichever one that sounds good to you. I mean, I have my favorites. I will talk about my favorites in a second, but uh, there are seven different burgers. So uh, the each of the burgers comes with a different side. You can mix and match if you want. You can ask them if you could like, if you're allergic to something or whatever you want to change. Uh, I'm sure they'll switch it up for you. Uh, so that's kind of fun. And if you're going with a bunch of friends, you could all get different burgers too. So you can have fun with that. So it is actually on until February 26th. You've got some time for this. And uh, every any location you wish. So whichever you want. I mean, last year I did it in Squamish and that was a lot of fun. And it was great taking a little little uh, drive up to Squamish. This year I thought Delta, brand new, let's check it out. So it was great. So my favorite out of all the seven is the French Onion Big Dipper. Uh, This one is a six ounce smashed beef patty, crispy onion ring, caramelized onions, double Swiss cheese, uh, arugula, Dijonese, brioche bun. And uh, it comes with a side of uh, French onion soup broth on the side for dipping. So like, this is how you get this whole thing. Like you dip, if you love onions, and I do, um caramelized onions of course you can dip your burger into the uh into the uh onion broth uh so uh, onion soup broth so that's actually a really tasty one it was very good uh so that's that's one my my second favorite is actually what was my first favorite last year it was the barbecue ranch hand um i know that uh it was so popular last year people loved it that it made the menu so it is actually a regular feature on their menu currently but uh as well 
part of the burger better. So it is called, it is also a uh, smash, well, maybe not smash by pretty, but this one actually comes with a pretzel bun. It's a six ounce uh, charbroiled steak, steak spice chuck burger, cheddar cheese, coleslaw, onion ring, pulled pork on top, spicy barbecue sauce, and uh, pretzel bun that comes with onion rings on the side. So that's very, very tasty. Uh, Definitely go for that if you if you like. And then the third one, and this was my third favorite, I guess, is like a, it's also a new one this year. It's called the Mighty Mushroom, and it's a six ounce smash beef beef patty. So you can see the smash beef patty sort of like becomes tops here uh, with sauté crimini and button mushroom, bursin cheese, dijonese, lettuce, tomato, onion, brioche bun. So really good. And then the fourth one, also really good, but. Um, this is for you for for vegetarians. This is your this is your burger for sure. It's called the Veg Head. It's a tasty house made wild rice and black bean patty with avocado, red onion, tomato, jack cheese, house mayo, sprouts, and a multi grain bread. So that was like probably the healthiest version of all these burgers that I had. Um, and then it kind of goes down from there. So not down in a way, but these are just not my ultimate favorites. Grilled chicken green goddess actually was a good one last year, and they brought it back. Um, it was the healthiest last year. I think this year the veg head kind of beats it out as far as healthy goes, but it's still a tasty burger. It's a fire grilled chicken uh, breast based burger. So if you want a chicken burger, you want it grilled, this is your go to. This is the one. The filet crispy fish, it's good. Um, but there's nothing special about this. And it was the same thing last year. Um, it's just a beer battered Atlantic haddock fish. Um, I would prefer if it was a lingcod. I think it would have been better, but um, they're, they're doing with Atlantic haddock and tartar sauce. So it's just like a, it's a basic uh, fish, crispy fish burger. It's kind of like a filet of fish McDonald's, but it's not like that at all, um, of course. Uh, but it's actually a hand-dipped beer-battered Atlantic haddock. So if you like a fish, you want a beer-battered fish burger, That's this is your go-to. And lastly, Nashville hot chicken. This did not work for me this time at all. Last year, Nashville hot chicken was saucy, it was spicy, it was hot, and it was great. This year, not. So I don't know what happened here. I don't know if it's just the kitchen here um, didn't do it right. I don't, I don't know. But there was nothing Nashville hot about this chicken sandwich. There was no spice whatsoever. There was no sauce. It was just a fried chicken burger. And you know what? They could just call it a fried chicken burger if you want to do that. But so I don't know if they've changed the recipe from last year or it's just the location didn't know the recipe. I don't, I'm not sure. Anyway, so this was my least favorite. Didn't like it. Last year I loved it. So that's the way it goes. Anyway, all the burgers available till February 26th. Go in and try it. Here is a great spot in East Vancouver that I've actually been to a few times. I've been once, I went and sat inside once, and I've taken to go a couple times. I've fallen in love with this one dish. It is spicy, uh, but I love it. Uh, so the restaurant is called Oiso Korean Kitchen. It's on 2675 Kingsway in East Vancouver to kind of like pass and I'm on the way to Renfrew, I suppose, is that the area there. And they've got all sorts of Korean specialties. But this one dish is what I've fallen in love with. It's called the spicy tofu kimchi stew. Now, they make this kimchi stew, and you can have it with a few different things. There's a, you can get a, a, a I think there's a pulled pork version. There's a, a beef version. There's different types of proteins you can have in this one. But I've been going with this tofu, and I just I really like it. So the first time I had it, it came with rice, and I added some udon noodles on the side. Uh, a second time, I skipped the udon noodles. And I just, it comes with rice and it's really good. So it's healthy for you because the kimchi is very good for your body. 
Um, so that is one that, uh, you know, and it is spicy. It's got a kick to it, but I'm okay with it. So um, check it out. I'm kind of, this is my now go-to dish at this restaurant. I'm going to keep ordering it to go um, or whenever. I think next time I should actually sit inside, bring some friends, and enjoy some other dishes. But Oiso Korean Kitchen, East Vancouver. Now, back on to some more Asian food. So Zubu Ramen has just opened their brand new, I don't want to call it a flagship restaurant because it's definitely the largest in their local chain here. It's 100 seats. It's coming in at the corner of Hornby and Smythe, right across the street from the uh, Scotiabank Movie Theaters. I think it's going to do very well because of the Scotiabank Movie Theaters. So before a movie, after a movie, you can head on in. Um, and they don't only have ramen for this, this location. So this location actually has other dishes. So they have ramen. They have sushi bowl. They have, sorry, they have rice bowls. They have hand-rolled sushi. They even have a ramen flight. Uh, they've got some po a poke bowl. Um, and all sorts of different appetizers and, and cocktails. So different than their other locations, but this one I think they've really spiffed it up. Um, and they've done a great job. You know, I had a chance to try a, lot, a whole bunch of different items the other night, and um, service was really good. And all the servers are brand new. Like they didn't bring them in from other locations. They are hired new hires, which is great. And the service, I, obviously, the training was very good because uh, everybody seems to know what they're doing. So uh, just even the idea of what I tried and what I liked, I liked a lot of it, a lot of things. So um, first thing was we had these uh, salmon tacos and they're kind of like sort of small tacos. They have a, a choice of tuna. They have salmon. They have some other ones as well, but we went with salmon and it was really good. It was a crispy taco and it was a great entryway into dinner. Uh, then we had the uh, caramelized cauliflower and broccoli. This was really good. Both of us, my friend Jason and I loved it. Um, I would definitely order that one again. I think that was really flavorful. It was also give you some vegetables because vegetables is key sometimes. You you need to have your vegetables. Uh, we also tried the Brussels sprouts tempura. This was good. I don't know if I would get this again, though. Um, I like Brussels sprouts tempura. I mean, I guess if you're having a cocktail or, or beer or something, this would be a great dish for you. Um, if you love tempura, this is the one. But I, I really prefer the other one over this one. So definitely really good. And then we went on and tried some ramen. So uh, one of their features is called the Kaka Noodle Do Ramen. This is kind of funny. But anyway, it was very good. Like, we were both impressed. The broth was delicious. The the noodles they had inside was delicious. <clears throat> they had some. And it was just, you just look at it. You're like, okay, this is a special dish. It's only available at this location. It's not available at their other locations. So it's kind of like a, a chicken ramen spiffed up. So it's like your top notch. Anyway, so that was very good. We also tried the truffle vegan ramen, just kind of like an opposite to this. Also really good. Delicious vegetable broth, kale noodles, has greens all over it. It, it was really good. So like if you have friends that are vegan, they're, they want to join you um, at dinner, um, you know, there's choices for them. But I also think if you're not vegan, this is, this is the one you want to try. So definitely go and try both of these, but also... If, even if you're not vegan, the, the truffle vegan ramen is a really good choice. Um, we also had their poke bowl. So, uh, you know, it was interesting seeing a poke bowl on the menu, but it was also really good. And I actually took some home and, and had it the next day, and it was great. So poke bowl, they have a bunch of different other rice bowls there. So there's a lot going on in this menu. Now, one thing I did not try was the dessert. But then I kept seeing all these tables order dessert and thought, oh, I should have done this. But anyway, we were so full, there's no way we could have eaten dessert. But it's uh, what you want to look for. It's the Aburi Cheesecake. It's uh, They bring it to the table and they torch it right in front of you. So it looks really cool. It's a great interactive dessert. Everybody said it was really good. 
So um, next time, I think maybe I just go in for the cheesecake alone by myself. I don't know, something like that. It's a way of doing it. Anyway, check it out. It is Zubu by Ramen, or by, it's Zubu Ramen. I think it's by Zubu on Instagram. And I think they've done a really good job here. Um, I think that's going to be a fun spot. I just attended a cooking class this week at Korean Fried Chicken. So this is funny because I'm not really, I've never really been a huge Korean Fried Chicken fan. Um, but wow, they did such a good job with this class that um, I've now hooked. Like, so, you know, kudos to Chef Tarek because he led this class, we're like 24 of us, and he really explained it well, like how you actually, you know, all sorts of things about knowing about the chicken and, you know, and uh, making the chicken and um, the batter and, the, and all that kind of stuff. Like there's just a lot of different elements, but I think I understand it a lot more now than I did before. Uh, it was very, very good. And so um, our inner class, he they did a demo first. So Chef Tarek did a demo. And it showed everybody how to make the fry, this Korean fried chicken. He also showed how everybody how to make a scallion pancake, and uh, and then a cucumber salad. So in the end, uh, we went to our own stations and we cooked it up. Basically, they provided all the ingredients. All this, it was all perfectly set up. Very easy to do once you, were, as long as you paid attention to the demo. If you did not pay attention to the demo, you would have been completely lost here. So I'm glad I paid attention to the demo. But uh, I got to make my own scallion pancake. I got to. Participant making the Korean, Korean fried chicken. I get to make the cucumber salad. And then afterwards, we all sat down and had a meal together. So we got to enjoy what we cooked. And there was so much left over. Like, this was great. Like, I had leftovers for the next day, which was amazing. <clears throat> and uh, they also give you, like, a little uh, sandwich to take home. So <clears throat> it has a... Um, I explain it has it's like a little um little bun and it uh, you can put your chicken in there so you have a chicken sandwich the next day or just take your chicken home it was very good it turns out to be your most popular class right now so they have uh, they're offering a few of them they've got a huge waiting list and i think because of the huge waiting list they're now adding more sessions to this korean fried chicken it kind of makes sense in a way because during the pandemic, Korean fried chicken in Vancouver became very popular. There were, as everybody will notice, many Chico Chico chicken places had opened up. Barbecue BBQ chicken had opened up locations all over the city. They're all Korean fried chicken, and I think obviously people like it. So now you can make your own, and you can take a fun class. So the fun thing about this class is uh, Northwest uh, Culinary Academy of Vancouver um, recently launched a one-night series, and it's a one-night cooking series where it's open to the public, and you can sign up for whichever class you want to take. And people are taking multiple classes. Um, they're fun. They're kind of like, I want to say easy foods. Like you'll have cacio de pepe. You, you, there's all sorts of different um, classes they have, which sounds fairly simple. But, you know, you, you get to learn so much. You get to learn how to make your own noodles from scratch. Um, there's all and sauces and all that kind of stuff when you're doing that. So they have a sushi class. Apparently, that's also really popular. But I, you know, just go go online and they throw all eighty nine dollars per person, and it's a great deal because you get like you're there for a couple hours. You're learning how to you're watching the demos, learning how to make these dishes. You're cooking it up. You're eating together. You've got leftovers, so it's it's I think a great value. Uh, it makes for definitely a great um, date night. I actually think I went by myself, but I actually think going by in twos is the best way here because then you have a partner and you can cook together it makes it more fun and you have somebody to talk to when you're eating as well so um check it out there northwest Acal uh, culinary academy of vancouver look it up on google 
and uh, their classes are booking up. So they have several classes going on the next few months, but look it up, see what they're, see what they're offering, um, and uh, sign up, take a class or two. Um, I'm going to talk about some upcoming food and wine festivals throughout, happening throughout Vancouver as well as uh, across the United States, throughout North America over the next couple of months, next few months. Um, so the first one, so there was a festival that I was attending in the U.S. that I loved. It was called Fest, It was called Feast Portland. It was one of the best food festivals I had been to in the world, and I've been to a lot of them over the years. And um, I had been going. I had gone a couple of times, and uh, it was incredible. And a lot of Vancouver people had gone to that uh, festival as well. And the, the last time I attended was 2019, and I thought, okay, this is amazing. I can't wait till next year. And then the pandemic hits, and of course they cancel it. And then, like everything else in the world's canceled, and I'm thinking, okay, I can't wait. When are they going to come back with this festival again? And then they had planned to come back in 2022, and uh, sort of that's when it was supposed to happen. And then the organizers said, we can't do it. It's going to take us a long time to plan this because we're kind of going from scratch again. So we're going to do it in 2023 in September. And then, uh, but a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, they announced that the festival is done. Uh, They're not going to come back with this festival. And they said that the reason for this is that Portland has changed. Like throughout the pandemic, Portland food culture is not the same as it was pre-pandemic. And I guess that's when they had done this festival. And they just said that the city has changed. Scape has changed so much that the organizers feel they cannot put on a festival like this again. And it's basically dead. So for people who love that festival... I'm going to put your eyes and sights on a different festival, the largest food festival in the United States, food and wine festival in the U.S. is happening on February 23rd to 26th in Miami. It's the 22nd annual Food Network South Beach Miami Wine and Food Festival. Actually, it's been going on for 21 years. This will be the 22nd year. It happens for four days. They're featuring 100 events all in the South Beach area. Um, they're comprised of large-scale signature events, nightly. They've got dinners, they've got seminars, and much more. It's a four-day destination event showcasing the, the talents of the world's most renowned wine and spirits producers, chefs, and culinary personalities. Uh, features Food Network celebrities Guy Fieri, Bobby Flay, Iron Chef Jeffrey Zakarian, and many more. So this is a, a cool festival. If you love food festivals, um, now's your chance. Now, if you are one of going from Vancouver, Air Canada now runs a non-stop flight from Vancouver to Miami three days a week. Um, another way of doing it is JetBlue Airlines. You can go JetBlue non-stop Vancouver to New York. You can change planes. And then uh, they have uh, about three flights daily from New York to Miami on JetBlue. Now, they also have a million other airlines like Spirit and Frontier. Those are budget airlines. I don't think it's a good a good idea going with those airlines. But if you do, they're basically every hour from New York City to Miami. So that's a great way of doing it if you want to go. Um, but it's not too late. I mean, a lot of events are sold out, but some of the, but some of the other events are not. So if you go to their website, it's sobewff.org. You can see all the different events that are still available and you can buy tickets to it and you can attend. Um, there are um, there's quite a range of events happening, of course. And if you um, if you live, if you're listening to this podcast, you live in the U.S., much easier for you to get there. Um, if you live in my in Florida, then you can just you can just go. It's like kind of simple just to go. So check that out. February 23rd to 26th, coming up very soon, a few weeks from now, in South Beach, Miami. 
And then uh, March 8th, we are presenting our next Dumpling Fest Vancouver. It's been a fun one. We've been doing this th throughout the winter every couple months now. We were on November, an amazing one a couple weeks ago in January. And now we are bringing it back one, one more time this winter, uh, March 8th, Dumpling Fest Vancouver. We are returning with uh, Z&W Shanghai Kitchen. was a huge hit in our last Dumpling Fest. So they are back in for this next Dumpling Fest. Uh, they're located in uh, Kitsilano. This particular edition is going to feature restaurants throughout Kitsilano into downtown Vancouver. So we're, we're making it a bit more, um, not as much driving as last time. I know a lot of people didn't want to be driving so much. So last time it was kind of like all over the city. This time it's a bit more compressed area. So it is uh, closer in proximity, proximity for you uh, for driving. So it's been a fun night. We're also featuring Nostos Taverna. It's a Greek restaurant in Kitsilano. Phenomenal restaurant that opened up about a year ago. They're celebrating their one year this week. And um, we will have a few other restaurants as well. So tickets for that is eventbrite.com. So just go Eventbrite, Dumpling Fest Vancouver, or vancouverfoodster.com. On the right side, you'll see an ad for that. Just click on that. Take your right to it. So come and see us on March 8th. Uh, Vancouver Cocktail Week is happening March 5th to 11th in Vancouver, of course. Uh, attendees can, can enjoy more than two dozen events. Um, more uh, national and international bar stars, seminars, uh, brand sponsors, cocktail parative dinners, and more over a full week. So tickets for that, uh, Vancouver Cocktail Week, are presented by The Alchemist Magazine, um, and it's March 5th to 11th. Um, tickets for this, you can go to uh, thealchemistmagazine.ca, and uh, you can find all the details. It's pretending that event in Vancouver Um Sounds exciting for people who love cocktails. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy this event. Uh, Vancouver International Wine Festival is coming up this year, April 22nd to 30th. They've been changing the dates. So um, I've attended this event many, many times over the years, but um, I have not attended it recently because of COVID and all that stuff. So they keep changing the dates. I don't know why they keep changing the dates, but it used to be in fact in February. This year it's in April. So April 22nd to 30th. And this year they're actually featuring South America. So the wines of South America, which sound very exciting because you've got quite a lot of regions, of course. You've got Argentina, wine producing area, and they're doing a lot of events that are South American themed. So, Vancouver International Wine Festival, you can find all the details online for that. That is definitely one to check out. Then, hot luck. So, this is May 25th to 28th. This is in Austin, Texas. It's called the Hot Luck Festival. It's a Memorial Day weekend. It happens every year. This one is a little bit different. It's actually a food and music festival. Um, one of the key founders of this festival is actually one of the founders of Feast Portland. So there is a connection there. And if you love, if you've been loving Feast Portland, I think you should take a look at this one. So it's Austin, Texas. Again, it's May 25th to 28th, like a three, four day festival. Memorial Day weekend is a big weekend in the United States, a uh, big, um, big long weekend. But um, if you look now, I think you get flights um, out of Vancouver. If you're one from Vancouver, you can look for Austin, Texas. I don't, I'm not sure now. I, I just heard that there is a uh, direct flight out of Vancouver uh, to Austin. So you want to take a look at that or, or go through Dallas. It's an easy way through Dallas. And But check it out. Food and Music Festival. Looking for on, Hot Luck online. You can find out details. And I just had a chance to interview uh, Miguel Posas Jr. of Union Latinos Foods. That's uh, a Colombian restaurant. They've got two locations in Vancouver, uh, one out in Surrey. It's the original location. And then they have one in downtown Vancouver on Granville that opened about a year and a half ago. And um, they've been like uh, doing all sorts of things with the community. So it's Colombian food and drink. They have parties. They have dance nights. 
they're doing a lot to really bring a Latin American culture to downtown Vancouver. So uh, listen to my interview with Miguel. Talking with Miguel of Union Latinos Food. Can you tell me, Colombian cuisine is not very prevalent in Vancouver. So could you kind of tell our listeners what is Colombian cuisine? Um, of course, of course. Um, for us, Colombian cuisine is a bit more than food, but it's actually culture. So it's embracing um, everything that we have at home, um, a happy environment, the music, and everything like that and kind of put all of that towards the food where we use a lot of flavor, a lot of seasoning, a bit of spice sometimes, but um, big proportions as well. We eat a lot in Colombia for, for sure, but it's, it's a very good cuisine, but it represents our culture how it is. Okay. So you guys have two locations now. You have one in Surrey and one in Vancouver. Can you tell me if there are any differences? I've only been to the Vancouver location. If there are any differences between the two locations? Um. We, we kind of modeled the, um, because Surrey was the origin location, but we kind of modeled the Vancouver location to be exactly the same. Um, a lot, like pretty much um, the same dishes. Um, the only difference is our new cocktail menu, which um, we launched in Vancouver. And uh, in Surrey, it's a bit more of like, um, type of like a family thing, but we don't have a lot of cocktails in Surrey, but it's pretty much the same, the same environment, same music, same food, delicious. Everything. Okay, so speaking of cocktails, you guys just launched a new cocktail menu. Can you tell us uh, some of the different cocktails that are now on the menu there at downtown? Of course, of course. So um, we, again, like I said, resembling our culture, we kind of went on, on a Colombian type of um, lens and we launched um, some cocktails that represent each city of Colombia. Some of them involve uh, a coffee um, because we are very um, prominent in our, in our coffee in Colombia, as we are one of the main distributors of coffee. Um, another one is called the Medellin, which represents flowers, since we have a, a carnival that is very special to us in flowers and represents beauty and things like that. And then we have a few other cocktails that have uh, exotic fruits from Colombia, which some of them are called Lulo, which I don't have a translation in English because, but it's, it's very similar to passion fruit and it's a bit like a sour, and, but it's very delicious and as well as some other um, Mexican cocktails in which we kind of want to bring the whole Latino community and, and incorporate a lot of Latinos cocktails mm. as well. So I uh, saw so one of your cocktails on your menu. I saw it on your Instagram. It's called Jalisco Cantoritos. Can you tell me what that is? The Jaliscos? Yeah, it said Jalisco Cantoritos. It was on your Instagram. I think you guys posted it yesterday or today. In the last couple of days, I saw that. And it looks like it's one of the new ones because it was on the cocktail menu. It looks beautiful, but I do not know what it is. So I think people should know about it. Of course, of course. One second. So that, 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 um, the, you mean Cantarito? Yes, Cantarito. Yes. Okay. So that one is, again, because we want to focus on like the whole Latino type of environment so that one is a bit of a, a mexican one so oh. we we it comes in a different type of 
because you know usually it comes in like um cocktail glasses this one comes in like a little pottery mm. um name of it but it, it's very good presentation um it has a lot of flavor a bit of salt on the on top of the, the yeah. pottery cup but it's very delicious a lot of flavor a bit a bit spicy i believe but yeah. because you know the mexican type of vibe we want to bring that up as well Okay, so you're not just doing Colombian. You've got a bit of influence then from some Mexican culture there mm -hmm, too. Sure. And then have there, have you guys been introducing, have you had any new items, food items to the menu the past little while? Um, you, the past little while as in? As in the last few months. Have you guys put any new dishes on the menu? We have... Um, new. We are... Uh, about to launch like a fast food type of thing and then we're wow. also planning to do like a breakfast type of thing on the weekends um but that that's in the works okay. we have uh we stayed very consistent with our with our dishes the past few months as um you know have you have you tried any of the dishes before i ever? did but not recently it's been a few months ago so i think um yeah so some of the your specialties that you have for, at nighttime for dinner i tried those which was great and i tried that one dessert uh it was round and it was pink okay. around it. I don't know, remember what it's called, but it was very good. Okay, and it has like uh, caramel inside. Yes, right? yes. Okay, so that one's called the Queen's Arm. That's one of our bakery items as well. Right. Okay. Very, yeah, so that was very good. So, and I think like a lot of your dishes will go really well with your cocktails. Um, now knowing that you're gonna offer, you know, offer some new things coming up like this, like breakfast, I guess sort of like brunch on weekends is probably the idea because that's big in the city. Um, that sounds really good. And then um, now I know you're doing a lot of dance parties downtown now. So are there any regular ones where people would know like if there's something happening every Friday night or, or what that, you know, what's happening with various parties that people can go to? Um, well, the plan is to have one um, regularly um, every Saturday, which is um, what we're trying to work on. Um, however, we are... Um, Oftentimes when there's like, you know, Halloween, Valentine's Day and Christmas, we, we have like a special one with like live music and things like that. We might often there um, do live music on one of the regular parties, but the ones that are like, you know, an event, like a, like a special day, we will let people know um, two to three weeks in advance. And then we, we also do like, you can buy tickets online as well, or you can, you can buy at the door, but the plan is to do it every Saturday. Okay. We, we, we currently do updates on that. So speaking of Valentine's Day, which is coming up very, very soon, are you doing anything for Valentine's Day as planned? We are, we are indeed. Um, but we are doing it because I believe Valentine's Day, it's a, uh, uh, is it a Wednesday? It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. That's not really a, like a, like a day of, you know, for sure. But we are going to um, host a, a party on the Saturday, the 11th, February 11th, which yeah. we'll do live music and the theme will be, you know, a, a love and Valentine. So you can bring your your couple and then dance a couple, you know, salsas and, you know, feel the romance, the Colombian mm -hmm. style, I recommend for sure. So, music as well. so for people to know like what's coming up, is it best to watch the Instagram for all the updates? Yeah, um, yeah. On, on our Instagram, we are very active, and then we post all our, our updates um, about the dates, about the prices of tickets, and what it involves in. And then there also is the website on our bio, I believe, and then that way they can just buy tickets off of there. Makes it a lot easier and convenient for everybody. 
Thank you for listening to this week's show. Tune into the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodstrip Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver.